God, God, we love you, and we are just so thankful for you, God. We say it uh, all the time, I feel like. We tell you that we're thankful, but God, I just pray that that would not just be words, that we would really truly be thankful for who you are and for what you've done and for all that you bless us with, God. And so, so this morning, we, uh, we jump into your word again, and this morning, we just pray again that you would speak through me. God, that your word would, would ring true this morning, that you would speak through me, that the words that are coming out of my mouth would not be my words, but they would be your words for your people on your day. God, we know you care about what we're talking about this morning, and so God, would you just, would you open up our hearts and open up our minds to be able to hear from, what, from, from you. God, we love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are uh, starting a new series this morning. It's called The Journey, and uh, we're going to be talking about something over the next five weeks, uh, something that can sometimes be intimidating. Uh, Some people see it as kind of imposing. Uh, We're going to talk about holiness for the next five weeks, and we're going to just kind of jump right in and talk about what is holiness and how do we pursue holiness. And so uh, I hope you can see from the title, uh, there is... I don't think holiness is just something that happens. You snap your finger and you're holy. It doesn't happen like that. Holiness is a process. It's something we move towards. It's something that, that, we, that we chase after. And so we're going to talk about that journey uh, over the next five weeks. We're going to talk about a journey towards holiness. Uh, and holiness is, is huge in our walk with Christ. God expects us to be holy, as we'll see in the scripture that we're about to read as our theme verse. But, but I would say that holiness is something that we strive for, it's something that we journey toward, but it's something that we're called to. We are called to be holy in scripture. And so uh, holiness can somewhat be kind of a foreign concept, right? Uh, images come to mind of holiness that might not actually be what holiness is all about. I know when I was growing up, holiness was defined by all the things that we didn't do. Right? We didn't smoke, we didn't drink, we didn't dance, we didn't go to the movies, we didn't play cards, we didn't do any of that stuff because that's what holiness was about. I'll tell you what, in college it took me about a week to get all that out of my system. Right? I, I, was, I was unholy for a good week there in college as I was doing probably all that stuff. So anyways, I didn't, you didn't need to know that. But, <clears throat> but, that, <laughs> but that's what holiness, holiness is, kind of brings up these images of, of just a list of things that we don't do. That's what holiness has been defined as for a while. It's, it's, uh, it's not doing the things that we're not supposed to do. But I, I want to look at holiness from a more, from a more positive aspect. What, what are we chasing after when we chase holiness? Holiness is more than just a list of things that we don't do. And, and I would even, well, holiness is more than a list of things that we don't do. It's... I think there's really, there's two kind of <clears throat> perversions of holiness, if you will, that people think about. I, I think the first one is this, that, that holiness is kind of just pretending you don't fail. Right? As, long as, you, as long as you look the part, we want to, we want to be able to look the part of holiness. So, so we come to church and we, we put on our mask, we put on our facade, and, and we just pretend everything is good and fine. And, and I just, I just got to tell you, when we do that, when we see holiness as just kind of this, we have to be perfect, that, that just makes sin so much more powerful. Because here's what happens. All of us sin every single week. All of us do something. 
And then we come to church, and we feel like we have to put on a face. We have to be perfect. And so in, in our efforts to be perfect, we hide our sin. And as we hide our sin, sin gets more powerful inside of us. And so we, we do it more, and we do it more often. And then as our sin gets, gets bigger, as our sin gets more powerful, we have to put in more effort to hide it, and it just drives us down into this hole of shame and of guilt and all kinds of stuff. That is... That is not a picture of holiness. But there's a flip side to that. There are people who think that holiness is just about being perfect. And then there are, there are people that, are, are, that talk about holiness as just, as long as I'm honest about the fact that I sin, then I'm good. Right? That's kind of the exact flip side of that. As long as we're honest and, and uh, with people about the fact that we sin and that we sin a lot and we're doing good. We are, we are being holy because we're being honest. And, and at the very least, we're holier than those people, right? This also is not holiness. This is not what holiness is about. Holiness is not about just sinning boldly and being able to say that we sin. Holiness is a much bigger deal. Holiness is something we strive for. Holiness is something we journey towards. And, and both of those kind of perversions that I was just talking about, they both lead to the same place. There's never any change, and there's never any transformation. This is not the biblical view of holiness. See, in the Bible, holiness is not just about pretending that we don't have issues or sin. Holiness is about being noticeably different in the way that we live our lives. And it's not, just, it's not for a purpose of just following a bunch of rules or trying to earn our way into more love from God or trying to do this or that because God will love us more or accept us more or, or anything that we do can affect what God does. That's not holiness. It's not because of that. Holiness is about being noticeably different in our lives so that, so that we can experience the abundance of life that God offers. That's what holiness is about. It's about being noticeably different in our lives so that we can, we can have the, experience the abundance of life that God offers and to be a part of the restorative, redeeming work that He is doing in the world. That's what holiness is about. It's about being set apart for a holy purpose, for God's purpose, to be a part of what God is doing in the world. And so we're going to spend the next five weeks just, just talking about holiness and this journey towards holiness and hopefully we'll we'll maybe look through a different lens and maybe uh maybe dismantle some misconceptions of holiness but i just really want to really want to dive into what is holiness over the next five weeks and so our uh, our theme passage is going to be out of first peter first <clears throat> peter chapter one if you want to go there with me if you're in one of our pew bibles on page 857 first peter chapter one we're going to start at verse 13. Here's what he says. Therefore, with minds that are fully sober, or that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Be holy because I am holy. There's a few different kind of principles that I want to talk about. There's, there's two that are really apparent in this, in this set of verses here. There's the first one. 
God is holy. Be holy because I am holy. This is God speaking. Actually, Peter is, is quoting Leviticus here. Leviticus 11, 44 and 45. God says this twice. Be holy because I am holy. In the Old Testament, the word holy uh, was this word kadash. Kadash is about being separate, being set apart, right? Being, being noticeably different from anyone and anything else of the same. Right? And we, I think we have to see God in this light to be able to fully understand holiness. Holiness, God is holy. God is holy means that God is totally different, totally de- separate, totally set apart, completely noticeably different from anything or anyone else that we have access to. He is holy. He is set apart. What makes God God is not his power or his love or his wisdom. What makes God God is his holiness. God's power is a holy power. It's a separate kind of power. It's an entirely different kind of power. It's a noticeably different kind of power. God's love is a holy love. It is a different kind of love. It is a separate kind of love. It is a noticeably different kind of love. God's wisdom is not like our wisdom. God's wisdom is a holy wisdom. We read in the scripture, your ways are higher than our ways, right? This is, God's wisdom is a, is a holy wisdom. It's a different kind of wisdom. It's a noticeably different kind of wisdom. God is God because God is holy. We have to see God as holy. We have to see God as, as separate, as set apart, and not just chart-topping, but completely off the charts because he's, he's separate. He's set apart. And this is affirmed in Scripture, right? In, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, they say, No one is holy like the Lord. Exodus 15, Who is like you? Right, we read all throughout the Psalms. We spent 10 weeks of the summer in the Psalms. We read all about God being this, this holy other. God is, God is mighty. God is powerful. God, who is there like you? We read this all throughout the Psalms. God is holy. He is set apart. He is separate. Be holy because God is holy. God is holy. So, be holy. Because God is holy. So, first principle, first obvious thing there is that God is holy. Here's a second obvious thing there. We have to be holy. Why? Because God is holy. Be holy because I am holy. Now, are we going to be holy in the same way that God is holy? Are we God? No. We will never be God. God is God. But we are called to be holy like God is holy. How does that even happen? How, how, how do we do that? Our knowledge, our love, our power will never reach the level of God. But just as God is uniquely set apart, you and I have been uniquely set apart for God's purposes. God is separate. God is set apart. You and I have been set apart. We have been separated by God for a purpose. There are a lot of uh, inanimate objects in Scripture that are called holy. Right? Scripture talks about a tithe as, the whole, as holy. It talks about linens as holy. Pots 
as holy. There's all kinds of, of inanimate objects in Scripture that are, that are called holy and that are given this, this stature of, of holy. Now, does that mean that those inanimate objects are holy like God is holy? No, they are set apart for God's holy purpose. They are set apart for God. They are devoted to God. They are devoted for God. And, and that's, that's in what sense they are holy. And the same is true for us. We have been set apart for God. For God's purposes. We have been separated out for God's purposes. We need to be totally, completely devoted to God. This is what what holiness is about. It's being totally, completely devoted to God. Jesus talks about this, this, this this, this being wholly devoted to God in Mark chapter 12. In Mark chapter 12, God, Jesus is being asked a bunch of questions, and one of the teachers of the law in verse, verse 28 came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus would give them a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus says, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. There are, there are scholars who tell us that when Jesus, when Jesus says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, he is talking about literally every aspect of life to these people. In this culture, they, they would have known that Jesus is literally saying, love the Lord with every single part of who you are. Love the Lord your God with everything that you are. Be completely and wholly devoted to God. Jesus, Jesus calls us to this, this complete devotion. And the pursuit of holiness is this. Love for God and love for others. God, God is holy. The pursuit of holiness means that we pursue God. Love for God, love for others. And there's something different about this love that, that God calls us to. It's not just a love for friends and a love for family. This is a love, a love for enemies. I mean, there's, there's a, in, in the book of uh, Luke, Luke chapter 10, there's someone that comes to Jesus wanting to clarify what Jesus is saying here. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? So someone comes to Jesus and they ask him, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus begins to tell this story of the Good Samaritan. And the Good Samaritan ends with a flip on this question, who was the neighbor? Not who is my neighbor, not who do I have to love, but who was the neighbor? Who was the one that loved right? And it was the person, it was the Samaritan, the hated one. He was the enemy, but he was the one who did it. He was the one who followed the ways of God. He was the one who was devoted. He was the one who loved in the way that God is calling us to love. God calls us to love differently. He calls us to love our enemies. How, so how, how do we 
pursue this holiness? How do we pursue this, this complete devotion to God? How do, we, how do we chase after this? So I want to do this morning. I just want to examine maybe just a few areas of our lives uh, that really truly affect these two relationships. Love for God, love for others. If the pursuit of holiness is pursuing God, and the way to pursue God, Jesus says, love, love, what are the greatest two commandments? Love God, love others. Completely devote yourself to God and, and love your neighbor as yourself. If that's, what, if that's what the pursuit of holiness looks like, then, then what are some areas in our lives where this plays out? What about our habits? Think about the habits that we have. Our patterns of behavior, our patterns of thinking, our, our habits absolutely impact the quality of our relationship with God. They impact our relationship with each other. Everything, everything that we do, as we do things over and over, over, our brain chemistry literally changes in our brains, and it begins to make these, these ruts. You talk about having your mind in a rut? That's a saying, but that's truth. As you, as, you're, as you keep doing things over and over and over again, the chemistry in your brain changes, and it begins to make these ruts in your brain. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. We all have habits in our lives. How we spend our time is a habit that we have. The words that we use are habits that we have. We like to think of habits as just kind of what we eat or, or different things like that, but it's, it goes deeper than that. What are some habits that you have? And, and, and just, just think about this. Are there any habits that you have that are hurting your pursuit of God or your love for others? What about your spiritual disciplines? Spiritual disciplines are a little different than habits, right? Spiritual disciplines are a time where we set aside and, and we commit this time to, to cultivating our intimacy with God through specific disciplines. We pray, we journal, we read, we fast. Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 talks about three specific ways and he's he's three specific disciplines that he expects us to have he says when you pray and when you give and when you fast not if you give or if you pray or if you fast it's when he, he's expecting us to do these things God Jesus and <clears throat> he expects us to have some spiritual discipline and so I just ask you this morning, are there some spiritual disciplines in your life that you need to start or that you need to continue or that you need to build upon to be able to strengthen this relationship with God, strengthen your love for God, strengthen your love for others? What about our finances? Jesus talked about <clears throat> money more than any other topic. Almost half of the stories that we see in Scripture are Jesus talking about money or dealing with money. Right. Why? Because he knows that, that how we relate to money isn't a good indicator of where our heart is at. And God cares about your heart more than anything else. And so he cares about how you think about money. We can give lip service to God, but the, but the way you handle your money is a great indicator of where your heart is. God cares about your heart. Is there an area for growth in the way that you deal with your finances? I could go on and on about, about just, the way that the, just the way that our lives are and how it relates to loving God and to loving others. This is the pursuit of holiness. But, but here's the thing. We, we begin to think about this, and once you begin to think 
about all the different ways that you need to pursue holiness, it gets kind of overwhelming. Because you realize God is holy and I am not. And so as I pursue this holiness, there are a lot of different areas in my life that need to change. And it can get overwhelming if we try and do it all at one time. And so how do we begin to pursue a holy life? How do we begin to pursue holiness? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One step at a time. We begin to pursue holiness just one step at a time. One, one small step, two small steps, three small steps as we begin <coughs> to go and to pursue God and to pursue the holiness that he calls us to. Make no mistake about it. God is calling you to a holy life. God is calling you to be holy. Right? Be holy as I am holy. First Peter. It can't get more simply put than that. Be holy because I am holy. And it's not even the only place in Scripture we find that. Like I said, it's in the Old Testament. There's another place in the New Testament where it says be holy. One time it says be perfect as I am perfect. Right? Be holy because I am holy. We are called to holiness. And so what I want to do over the next five weeks is just unpack holiness. And, and we've talked about holiness just tonight, today a little bit. We've talked about holiness. But, but I want to unpack it even further. And then I want to talk about maybe the frustrations with pursuing holiness. Like, what happens when I fail? What happens when I'm pursuing holiness and, and I fail? What happens when I'm trying to devote this part of my life to God, but it just isn't working out like I thought it would be? What happens when... That's what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to talk about what happens when I fail. We're just going to unpack holiness and unpack all that goes into the pursuit of holiness. But, but here's, the, here's the thing I want you to remember. Be holy because I am holy. There's two, two real solid principles in that. Be holy. We need to be holy, and God is holy. But here's the third thing I want to talk about. You and I can never be holy outside of relationship with a holy God. You and I will never achieve the holiness that God is calling us to outside of a relationship with a holy God. We have, to, we have to be devoted to Him. And any other pursuit of holiness is going to lead to failure. It's going to lead to frustration. We need to surrender our changes to the Holy Spirit. We need to surrender our pursuit of holiness to the Spirit and be just completely dependent on God. What I want to leave you with this morning is just this. What area of your life needs a change? What area of your life do you need to change to fully pursue holiness? Maybe it's a habit that you have. That maybe it's a bad habit. You need to shake it. You need to change it. Because it's it's affecting your relationship with God. It's affecting your relationship with others. It's affecting your pursuit of holiness. Maybe it's a spiritual discipline that you need to start or that you need to, to just build upon to be able to fully pursue this holiness, to be able to fully pursue God, to build on your relationship with Him and to build on your relationship with others. Maybe it has to do with your finances. Maybe your attitude about your finances is just not biblical. What do you need to do over the next few weeks to, to have a shift in that? And so I, I want you to, 
Just think about that this week. Think about an area of your life. It doesn't have to be just in those three subsections I talked about. What area of your life do you need to, to look at and focus on over the next five weeks as we talk about this pursuit of holiness? And I want you just to pick one. One step at a time. We get to holiness. Be holy because I am holy. We're going to unpack this, this first Peter verse even more over the next few weeks. But I just want to read it together again as we leave. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Let's pray. God, we love you. And we come to you this morning, God, just as, as people who know that, that you love us and who, who are pursuing you. God, we want to pursue this holiness. We want to pursue this relationship that you want for us to have with you, God. We want to pursue you with everything that we have. We want to be completely and wholly committed to you, completely and wholly dependent on you, God. We want you and nothing else. God, as we talk about holiness over the next few weeks, would you just, would you just spark our, our minds and our hearts? Would we just have a, a desire to pursue holiness and to pursue you God, would we just give everything we have to this? God, as we go this week, would you, would you just, just put one thing in our minds that needs to change in our pursuit of holiness? God, whether it's a habit, maybe a spiritual discipline, maybe some other part of our lives, God, would you just put that right there in our minds that we can grab it and we can, we can hold on to it, God, and, and just pursue holiness in that area over the next month. God, we love you. We give you praise. We give you thanks for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? <clears throat> say a word of blessing for you. May our God of grace and love, may this holy God that we serve, would he lift you up this week? Would he show you his face this week? And would you pursue him this week? And in your pursuit of him, would you make a difference in your community, wherever that may be? Go in the peace and the love of a holy God that we serve. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.